This tape is in Mesechtus Yuma, on the last plot of the seventh parak, Dafayin Gimel. Reb Dimi had said that the Kayan who goes out to war, to the Milchama, in other words, the chief chaplain, he does not wear four begadim, but rather he wears the eight begadim of the Kayan Gadol, and he is called the Meshuach Milchama. When this Kayan Meshuach Milchama retires, he does not move down to four begadim, but he can continue to wear the eight begadim even after he retires. This is since we say, Mylan Bakaydish Vien Marim. The Gemara then brings down numerous nafkaminas between a Kayan Gadol and a Kayan Hejit. A Kayan Gadol, when he's an Avel, he cannot be Matama for one of the seven close relatives. Mashayin Kayan Kayan Hejit is allowed to. The Kayan Gadol is not allowed to do regular Kriya, and he doesn't let his hair grow. He's also not allowed to marry even an Almana. We know a regular Kayan is only not allowed to marry a Grusha, but a Kayan Gadol is not allowed to marry a Grusha or an Almana. Also, when the Kayan Gadol dies, the right Seach who is in the, one of the Ari Miklat, is able to come back to his city. He also does the Avaida when he's in Ainan. He's also allowed to choose any portion of meat that he wants. The Kayan Gadol wears eight begadim instead of four begadim. And only he, only the Kayan Gadol, is allowed to do the Avaida of Yom Kippur. Now, five of these halachas that we said regarding the Kayan Gadol also apply to the Mishuach Milchama, those which are related to Avelis and marriage. The Gemara says, inside the Chayshin, inside the breastplate, was the Urim Vitumim. This was a piece of parchment with the Shema Mafirish on it. And if the Kayan Gadol was on the right Madrega, he could answer questions via the letters of the Shvatim which were on it. The Urim Vitumim was only available during the first Beis Hamikdash, but was not around during the second Beis Hamikdash. Questions directed to the Urim Vitumim for the Kayan Gadol must be asked quietly and only to the Kayan Gadol. And he should only ask one question to the Urim Vitumim, not two. The Gemara says that although some Xeris are allowed to be changed, but not those that come out of the Urim Vitumim. The word Urim Vitumim come from the words Urim, which means enlighten words, and the word Tumim, which means complete. In other words, the words are fulfilled. How did the Urim Vitumim work? It signaled an answer with its letters. According to Rabbi Yechanan, the letters protruded. They protruded scrambled, and they would have to then put together, th- together the letters to figure out what the answer was. The Ramban in Chumash said not only did the letters protrude, but they also lit up. Rishlakish learns that the letters actually came together to form words. The Gemara says that the names of the Shvatim were on the Urim and Tumim, and these names covered all the different potential letters of the Alphabase, but the names of the three Ovis were also on there. These three names took care of the Tzadik, the Ches, and the Kuf, which were not letters that were in the twelve Shvatim. What about the letter Tes? This was included in the word Shifte Yeshurun, which was also there. And finally, the Gemara says only a Kayan with Ruach HaKadosh could get answers from the Urim and Tumim. And finally, private people were not allowed to ask questions, but only if there were major issues, those could be asked to the Urim Vitumim. This marks the end of the seventh parak. I will begin the final parak of Yuma, the eighth parak, parak Yem Hakipurim. We have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says that on Yom Kippur, it is also to eat, to drink, to wash, to anoint the body, to wear shoes, and to have marital relations. Rabbi Yezer says that there are three exceptions to this rule. A king is allowed to wash, their face. A kala who is within 30 days of her chasana is allowed to wash her face. And a woman who has given birth in the last 30 days is allowed to wear shoes. The chachamim say that these three particular cases are usr. Now here we have an interesting exception to the rule of yachid v'rabim halacha kirabim. Here, most rishayim do not paskin like the rabim, like the chachamim, but rather like Rebel Yezer. And although the Mishnah Brura says, interestingly enough, against this halacha, that today we say that a kala is not allowed to wash her face after the chasana. 
since the fact that she is in shul all day, she's not going to see her husband anyway, so we don't have this chashash that she may turn off her husband if she's not able to wash her face. If a person eats food the size of a large date, kikaiseves, then we say that he's chayef, or if he drinks more than a malilugmav, he's chayef. Normally we know that a shear regarding food is a shear of a kezayis. We learn this from the Gemara in Erev and Daftalit. But here we say it's even more than a kezayis since relieving affliction is the key. And to, in order to relieve affliction, you need more than a kezayis. The, the uh, Mishnah also says that all items can be mitzaref to reach this particular shear. However, a combination of food and drink cannot be mitzaref to reach a shear. The Gemara says that the Lushan of the Mishnah, which says Osir, is not really clear. Here it's not just an Isser if he does one of these things, but in fact if he eats or drinks, he's Chayef Karas. So the Gemara answers, this is referring to Chatzishir. Shir. Although Chatzishir Shir does not carry with it a Einish of Karas, but it does carry an Isser. And we know that there's a Machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan says Chatzishir is Osir Minatayra. Reish Lakish says Chatzishir is Mutter Minatayra, but only Osir Mitter Abanan. We pass him like Rabbi Yechanan that Chatzishir is Osir Minatayra. The Gemara says that if a person makes a shvua to be mekayim, a pre-existing mitzvah, and he breaks this particular promise, he is putter from bringing the normal carbon, which is a carbon oila biyarid. Since every shvua must be an itzer bil meaning that if he made the shvua in the negative term, he would also be chayev in a carbon. For example, if he said, I swear I will not do the particular mitzvah, this isn't chal at all, so here too he is considered putter. Dafayandalit. By Edim, the Torah says, shnei This is referring to a case of Riv, an argument. And the Gemara in Shavuos learns that Edim must stand when they give testimony. The Gemara says that kings are excluded from Edus. And in Rabbanon, people who are Mesachik Bekuvya for a livelihood are also Pasal Le'edus. The Gemara says that the Isur of Karis, Anim Kippur, is only for Achila, Shasia, and Malacha. The others are only considered Isurim, but do not carry with them a Chiyab of Karis. The parish in Vayikra, known as Taras Kohanim, was also called the Sifra de Beirav, because it was known everywhere. The Svarim in Bamidbar and Devarim were called the Sha'ar Sifre de Beirav. In Bamidbar, we learn the other Isurim, Rechitza, etc., from the Pasuk of Shabbos, Shabbos, and Hilachem, the Inisem Esnafshe The Shabboson by Shabbos is an Esmachta to teach us that Isurim de Rabbanan are also Asur on Shabbos, for example, like climbing a tree. So the same thing by Yom Kippur. Shabbosan comes to include additional inuyim. Rashi and the Rush learn that these additional inuyim, Rechitza, Sicha, Nilos Hasandal, and Tashmishamita, are only Asr Midrabaran, but the Ran learns that these are also Asr Midraisa. Tanu Esnafshosecha, afflicting one soul. I would think that a person should do something like suffering sitting in the sun, do something active. That's how you suffer on Yom Kippur. Kamash Malan, this teaches us that it should be something passive and not something active. What is this passive thing? That you should not eat or drink on Yom Kippur. Inoy is compared to Malacha on Yom Kippur across a number of elements to learn this drasha. The Inoy of Yom Kippur must come and it has to cause Avedis Hanefesh. This only comes from not eating and drinking. We also learn the Inoy of Achila and Shesia from the Man. The affliction was that they only had it for one day. They did not have it for the next day. And we know, a cloud that we've heard in other places in Yuma before. And since on that one day they only had food for that day, but not for other days, this was a little bit of Inuit. And also we know, this teaches that if a person doesn't actually see it, he has Inuit. 
So we see that the pleasure is not as great, since by man you tasted whatever you wanted to, but rather you did not necessarily see what it was, therefore that was considered some form of inay. The Gemara says that it's best not to eat in the dark. And the Gemara says we see that blind people don't enjoy eating as much since they can't see. And we say that sometimes seeing food is more of a hana than actually eating it. Reish Lakis says that sometimes the sight of an isha can gratify a person more than the maisa itself. And this is a lesson learned that a person must be very nizer in this. As the Pasuk says, Losasuru If a person has worries about the future, Rav Ami says he should remove these thoughts from his mind. And Rav Asi says he should speak it over with friends to get their advice. The Aruch learns he should speak it over with friends. Shad is that if you speak it over with friends, your friends will be misbal for you. We say that even though the Nachash was cursed to eat offer, this was kind of a mixed klala. It was a little bit of a bracha, since offer can be found anywhere. And even though the Isha was cursed, as we learn, harbe arbe, and in Erevin this refers to the Dam Nidus, still she has some sort, some sort of blessing in the fact that everyone runs after her. The Gemara says when Klal Yisrael drew water in Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also gave them small fish. After Kabbalah Satira, Klal Yisrael was not allowed to marry relatives. And the Gemara says when Klal Yisrael ate mun, they could taste or feel anything they wanted to, except the Chameshes Haminim. The mun was white and round, and it kept Klal Yisrael from doing Averis. It, was, it remained, made them remain white, since everyone feared that they wouldn't get the mun the next day. Therefore, they were very careful not to do Averis, so they wouldn't lose getting the mun in future days. Tzadikim received their mun at the entrance to their house, fully cooked. Bainanim had to go out of the machna to get it. However, it came in a form of dough, which was ready to cook. And Rishayim had it the hardest. They had to search very hard to find it, and when it came, they had to grind it in a mill. Together with the mun, people received spices, perfumes for women, and precious stones and pearls. The taste of the mun would change per the age and tastes of the eater. The Gemara says that it's proper derech eretz to eat meat only at night. Rebbe learns from Parshish Re'eh, V'zavachta asher tzibisicha, and since tzibisicha means that it's commanded somewhere, and nowhere in the Torah does it actually say what was commanded, from here we learn that it is halacha l'mayshim Sinai that a behema requires shechitas rav shnei simanim. When you shecht a behema, you have to shecht rav of two simanim, rav of the kana, the windpipe, and the veshet, the food pipe. But an oif only requires rav shechita of one siman. The Gemara says, Rabbi Yaisi Chanina says that we learn from Parshas Peshalach, that there was dew on both the top and underneath the man. The man was a lechem shamalachim and was fully absorbed in all 248 evarim of the body. The Gemara says that the area of Klal Yisrael's camp was the size of three parsois. If someone needed to tend to bodily needs, he would need to go outside to the area behind the machna. Yehoshua merited a special Yeridas Haman, especially for himself. And the Gemara asks, why did the man fall every day instead of once a year, like any other grain? So the Gemara answers, it's a mushal of a father who gave his son food once per year. Therefore, his son only came to visit him once a year. So Hashem wanted Klai Yisrael to visit him every single day via tefillah and tshuva, therefore he made sure the man fell every single day. Also the Gemara answers, that it fell every day so it would be fresh every day. And finally, Hashem didn't want to bother Klai Yisrael to be burdened to carry large supplies with them all the time, therefore he let it fall every day where they would only have to pick up a little bit of it. Rabbi Lozar Hamodai said that man was 60 amas high. That's how it fell. This is a very difficult shot. The Gemara says that Midas Toiva is greater than Midas Peranius, since, as we see in Parshish Kisisa, 
Neitzer Chesed Lo'alofim, that Hashem remembers good deeds for 2,000 generations. Mashenki and Bayaveris, he only remembers them for four generations. He has Rachmanes on Klai Yisrael. As we see from the Pasuk, Paiked Avoin Avais, Albanim, Al Shileshim, Vial Ribeim, only for four generations. The Gemara says that the Mun would rise until all kings, both east and west, could see it. As we see regarding our enemies from Tehillim, Tarech, Lefanai Shulchan, Neged, Tzarei. As we see from the Gemara Psachim and Avkupya Tesam and Beis, the Asid Lavai in a big Su'uda that we're going to make, the Kais of Birchas Hamazin will be given and be Mechubid to David Hamelech. Regarding Yom Kippur, Inui is mentioned five times in the Torah. This is where we learn about the five Inuyim. And we know from the Mishnah that there are six Inuyim. We say that Shesia is Bichlal Achila. This forms one big Inui. Therefore, the five are Achila and Shesia, which is one. Rechitza, Sicha, Nila Sasandal, and Tashmish Hamita. The Gemara says that Tirosh is really wine, but it is sometimes used as a term of eating. This equates eating and drinking into one klal. Shesia Bichlal Achila. The Gemara says that wine brings out secrets from inside of people. Nichnas yayin yatsa said, as Rashi says. Wine is called yayin because it brings yalola, moaning and wailing, as we see in Shira Shirim, Yimtseeyu Ba'aretz Midbar Uvisayhu Yalel Yishimai. The Gemara says wine is called tirash because of rush, resh shin, a person who gets out of control supporting this particular habit. And we say that if a person drinks the right amount of wine, he becomes a reish, a leader. Mashenkin, if he drinks the wrong amount, he becomes rush, impoverished. This is learned from the kri and the ksiv of tirash, with or without avav. Rava said that wine and pleasant scents made him a chacham. And abstaining, the Gemara says, abstaining from sicha, from anointing, we learn from Daniel, the sach loisachti, this was his inoy. Rechitza we learn from Tehillim, the save kamayim bikirvoi, the Chashemen Me'atz Meisaf. We have a hackish between the two. Just like Sicha is considered an Inuy, so is Rechitza. There was a general question in the Rishayim if we say Sicha Kishesia. In other words, is rubbing something which is usher to eat mutter or not to rub? We learn in Taisvis Dafayin Zayin, Divriya Maskal Ditnan, is Mashma, that although Chelev is usher ba'achila, but it is mutter to rub into the body. Since the only time we say Sicha Kishesia is by Yom Kippur, Truma, and Isure Hana. Other people disagree with this, and the nafkamina would be if soap, for example, which is made out of chelev, has to be kosher or not. Because if you're not allowed to rub it in your body, you are not allowed to use it. If you are allowed to rub it, you would be allowed to use it. There's a machlekas rishayinim if other inuyim are considered asr midaraisa, or only midarabanan. As we've mentioned, the rabba, marenu tam, the rush, etc. hold, these are considered asr midarabanan, but the ran holds it's considered asr midaraisa. The Taisvis Shishanim brings a raya from our Mishnah that these are only asr midarabanan. If it's Asr Midaraisa, how can we say that a Kala or a Melech is allowed to wash on Yom Kippur? If it would be Asr Midaraisa, there wouldn't be this Heter. But he answers, maybe the Daraisa is only for washing the entire body. But if a person only washes specific parts, specific Avarim of his body, then these are only Asr Midarabanan. That's why these particular cases are Mutter, the Kala and the Melech. The Argadol, the Minsker Rav, which has a parish in the Yochin Bayas, asks the following question. We learned on Daf Ayin Dalad that according to Rabbi Yechanan, Chatsi Shir is Asr Minatayra. If this is so, then Rechitzas Kolhaguf, if Rechitzas Kolhaguf is Asr Midaraisa, so washing a face which is like Chatsi Shir would also be Asr Midaraisa. So how can we say that these are only Asr Midarabanan? So the Sefer Amik Bracha gives the following tarots. If Rechitzas Kolhaguf is Asr Minatayra, 
Rechitzas Aponim would not be Asa Minatara. Why not? Because we say, Chatzi Shir is only a case where qualitatively you have the full Isser, but quantitatively you're just missing some quantity. You have the full force of the Isser, but you only have a quantity that's half of the Shir to create the Isser. Mashenkin over here, qualitatively, Rechitzas Kolaguf is completely different from Rechitzas Aponim in terms of Tainik. We know this. If a person washes his face versus if, if a person takes a shower, there's a very big difference between those two and how a person feels. Therefore, rechitza of Ever Echad would not be considered a chatzishir. It would be mutter minatara because you don't even say it's considered chatzishir because it's in a whole different world qualitatively as rechitza's kol aguf, which is aser minaraisa. Yecheskel Anovi saw a lot of acts of Avaidazara in his dreams. And the Malach Michael is always considered the Malach who comes to the defense of Klal Yisrael. Hashem wanted to consume Yerushalayim because of this Havayi Zara, and the Malach Gavriel was the one who actually threw the coals on Yerushalayim. The Gemara says that the Tsar of Paras got Rishus from Hashem to collect taxes from Klal Yisrael, even from the Chachamim. It was said that all of the Chachme, if all of the Chachme Umas Ha'edam would be on one side of the scale, and Daniel would be on the other side of the scale, wouldn't Daniel outweigh all of them? So with this, the Malachim were able to negate all of this Klala of Paras. The Gemara says that the Isser of Ne'ilas has sandal. We learn from David HaMelech, because it says, V'hu hoylech yachef. Yachef means barefoot of shoes. We say that Tashmish, tashmish is also an Inui, and is Osir on Yom Kippur. We learn this from Lavan and Yaakov. Im tanez im tikach nashim al If you will afflict them with the lack of Tashmish. So this means Tashmish is equal to Inui. The lack of Tashmish is equal to Inui. We say that a person on Yom Kippur cannot wash his whole body, or any part of it. However, if he's dirty, then he is allowed to wash as usual, because this is not considered tainuk. We say that sicha is usr to all of the body, or just to one part of the body. But if he's a chayla, even if it's a chayla she'en by sakana, then it's okay, since again, this is not considered tainuk. Rabbi Shavim Gamliel says, a person can wash one hand in order to give a child bread, because there's a chashash of sakana. And Taisvis, Rabbeinu Tam and Taisvis learned that everyone on Yom Kippur is allowed to wash Negelbasser in the morning due to the chshash of Ruach Ra. We say that if one is greeting a parent or a Rebbe, then he's allowed to wash with water on Yom Kippur. And finally the Gemara says, La'asid Lavai, there will be a nachal of water leading from the Kaidish Kadashim that will start small, but will get bigger when it gets to the base, David. Daf Ayin Ches. A person should not walk on Shabbos through water with loose shoes, with sandals since they may fall off, and then a person will come to carry Dalat Amas Bershus Harabim. Taisvis learned that a nida becomes tahar via a mikvah from numerous places, including the words may nida in the Torah. The Gemara says that it is mutter on Yom Kippur to cool off by putting your hands on cold fruits or on other cool items. We know from Parshus Re'eh that when a firstborn is born, we need to wait for it to get a mum before we can shecht it. And a Talmud Chacham must paskin as to if it is enough of a mum in order to allow it to be classified as chulen. This Talmud Chacham must have smicha to paskin the Shaila, even if he's a member of the Sanhedrin. The Gemara says that a shoe made of non-leather, in other words, made of reeds, for example, is mutter to wear on Yom Kippur, and this is how we paskin today. The wearing of an artificial leg on Shabbos, as we learned from the Sechta Shabbos, Daf is a machlekes if it's okay to wear because of Haitzah. Ramir says it's mutter, Rabbi says that it is usr. But on Yom Kippur, everyone agrees that it is usr. The Gemara says, since kids don't need Ne'ilas Hassan on Yom Kippur, 
we should not let them wear shoes. Mashenkin for rechitza and sicha, which they need for development and cleanliness, it's mutter for them on Yom Kippur. And in fact, we're even allowed to do it for them on Yom Kippur. The Magen Avram says that it's better not to do this even for children. The Gemara says that in those days, it was okay for a kala and a melech to be able to wash their faces. Why? A melech techazena, because the Pasuk says that. And a kala is allowed to wash within 30 days because kala kadei shloitiskana albala. So she should not be mias to her husband. Today, however, we don't have the heter for this in terms of a kala because everyone is in shul and a kala is not going to see her husband anyway on Yom Kippur, so there's not a chashash of this, therefore a kala is not allowed to do that. However, we say that a kala for the first 30 days after her marriage is allowed to wear tachshitim even if she is an avil. Tafayan Tess. Rav asks, how much volume is equal to a kakaisevas, to a date? Is this the shear of a date with or without a pit? According to Rashi, which is how we paskin, it's equal to one date with its one pit. According to Taisvis, it's one date, its pit, plus another pit. The Gemara says that although on sukkah, lechatchila, achilas arai, is mutter outside of the sukkah, it's nice to be machmer, as we see from the Gemara in sukkah, tafchavvav, in the Maisa of Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai and Rabbi Gamliel. However, Rabbi, Rabbi Tzadok ate bread, pachas mi outside of the sukkah. He didn't wash and he didn't bench either. Why not? He didn't wash, since we see in Metaisvis in Psachem, Daflam, and Gimel, a pachas mi of pas is not mekabal tuma. Therefore, no lentilas yadayim is needed. And today it's a machlaikis if one needs to wash if he eats pachas mi There was no birchas hamazan, since the chi of a birchas hamazan is only if you eat more than a kebeah, according to the shita of Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says, from this action of Rabbi Gamliel, by sukkah, we learn the shear of kekeseves hagasa. Two average dates are less than a kebeah, but one large date plus its pit is a little more than a kebeah. This is the shear for, for Yom Kippur. The Gemara says fruit, even a lot of it, can be eaten lechatchila outside of the sukkah, peri lebei sukkah. But alternatively, alternatively, a person cannot fulfill a su'uda of sukkahs with fruit, because those two go hand in hand. From here, Tysus wants to learn that one cannot be Mekayim, the Suda of Shalashudas, which we see in Masech Shabbos, Daf Kufyud Zion. He cannot be Mekayim, this, on Shabbos with Paris either, since Paris are not considered a Suda. But since one must eat cake in a sukkah, because we know a person is not allowed to eat cake outside of a sukkah, it would imply that one can be Mekayim, Shalashudas, with cake. Taisu says no, since by Man it says Hayoyim three times, which is the drasha for Shalashudas. Therefore, it must be a suda of pas, just like the man was. In Shulchan Aruch, Simon Reish Tzadik Aleph, we say, Lechatchila, we should be Mekayim Shalashudas with pas. The Mechaber brings the Yesh Ayrim that says you can be Mekayim with Chameshes Haminim, another Yesh Ayrim which says you can be Mekayim with meat, and another Yesh Ayrim which says you can be Mekayim Shalashudas even with fruit. But of course, the best way is to do it with pas. The Pasuk V'yachalta V'savata teaches us the Chiyav of Birkas Hamazah. The shear for this, according to Reb Meir, is a minimum of a kezayis. According to Reb Yehuda, it must be a chila sheyeshba sevia. So it must be at least a shear of a beya. So if a kebeya is equal to the shear of a sevia, then the relief of inoy must be less than a kebeya. Therefore, Reb Zvid learns that the shear of Yom Kippur, of Kikaseves Hagasa, is less than a kebeya. Taisvis on Amad Aleph learns, and he points out, that although we have a machloikis, by bracha achreina, if you need more or less than a kebeah, all agree that a bracha rishayna is required even if a person eats just a mashel. Dafpe. Rebbe says the normal shear for food is a kezayis, except by tumas eichlin, where it's a kebeah. The Gemara says that if the Torah isn't clear 
if you take a larger or a smaller amount regarding a shear, we go after the smaller amount, since tafasta merubalay, tafasta, tafasta muat, tafasta. The Gemara says that if a person eats chalev today, he should write it in his ledger. So later, when Mashiach comes, he can clarify exactly what the shear was. In general, regarding a kezayis, we say if it is considered the size of a kezayis benini. However, the bezdin of each generation makes the call as to exactly what size it is. The Gemara says that the shiurin, the shiurin that are needed to get a particular einish, all these different shiurim are considered halach lamashim We say that the shear of mali lugmav on Yom Kippur means fully filled on one side of the mouth. Although we have a Mishnah where we say that Beishamai says that that shear is a person has to drink a Ravias, but Beishil says the shear is a Mali Lugma. The Gemara says that in order to be Chayev on Yom Kippur, a person must eat the shear of a food within the time of Kedei Achilas Pras. This is the time that a person would take for a person to eat four eggs. The Gemara says that if a person eats meat with salt, or juice, or vegetable which has juice on it, then the salt or the juice can be mitzaref to reach this particular shear on Yom Kippur, since we say, if something gives taste to a food, then it's considered just like food. And finally, we say that a czar who eats truma via achilas gasa, in other words, eats an awful lot of it, and this is therefore mazikim, then he's only chayav a karen, but he's not considered chayav a chaymish, since he really didn't eat anything. He just did it in order to be mazik himself. We have a Mishnah. If a person ate and drank b'shaygi in one state of forgetfulness, in other words, behelam echad, He's chayev one carbon, but if he ate and did malachas in one helam, then he has to bring two carbonas. And we say, if he drinks or eats things that are really not royal achila, then he's potter. The Gemara says that hishamer in the Torah is equal to a lav. The Gemara also says that there is a special inyan of taisvus yem hakipurim, but you cannot be mechayev mechuyev karas during that particular time frame. In other words, if you do a malacha or if you eat during the five minutes before Yom Kippur, where you were Mekayim Taisvus Yom Kippurim, you cannot be Mechuy of Karas. However, Mamish, during Yom Kippur, if a person does, he eats or he does Malacha, then he is Chayev in Karas. He is, he is a Chi of Karas. The Gemara says, Kolo Eichel B'Chi'i Ma'ala Alava Kosev Ki'ilu Hisana Chi'i Va'asiri. If a person ate on Erev Yom Kippur, it's considered like he fasted on both days. How do we see this? Because the Pasuk says, V'inisem Ashnaf Shosechem B'Tisha. You don't fast on the ninth day. You fast on the tenth day. So what does this tell you? If you eat on the ninth day, it's considered as if you fast both the ninth day and the tenth day. The obvious question is, what's the purpose of this eating on Arab Yom Kippur? According to Rashi, the purpose is to prepare yourself for the fast. A person is getting ready to, to fast on a tainus. Therefore, he has to eat on Arab Yom Kippur so he will not be hungry on Yom Kippur. Rabbeinu Yoyna says in Shari Tshuva, that eating on Erev Yom Kippur is a matter of Sudas Yantav. We know that on Erev every single Yantav a person is Mechuyev to eat Sudas, and since Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to eat, therefore the Suda you make up for that by doing it on Erev Yom Kippur. What are the Nafkaminas between these two Shittas? We have three Nafkaminas. Number one, when you eat a Suda on Erev Yom Kippur, do you need to eat bread, or are you not Mechuyev to eat bread at the Suda? According to Rashi Shita, you would not be Mechuyev. Why? since the whole sheet is Rashi, is that the only reason you eat on Erev Yom Kippur is for hachana. It doesn't matter what you eat. You can eat rice, you can eat potatoes, you can eat anything on Erev Yom Kippur. You don't have to bedafki eat bread. Therefore, according to Rashi, you would not have to eat bread. Mashiach, according to Rabbeinu Yoyna, you would be mechuyev to eat bread. Why? Since on Erev Yom Kippur, you're eating al yantav. Therefore, sudas yantav requires bread. You'd be mechuyev to eat bread at the suda on Erev Yom Kippur. A second, a second afkamina is regarding the hakira of Rabbi Akiva Eger. 
he declares if Nashim are mechuyev to bedafke eat on Erev Yom Kippur also, just like men are. If you say out preparation, which is the Shita of Rashi, they would also be mechuyev to prepare. Why? Since they're also mechuyev to fast on Yom Kippur, they also have to prepare on Erev Yom Kippur. However, if it's due to Sudis Yantav, then they'd be putter. Why? Since Sudis Yantav is considered a mitzvah saseh shazman grama. And finally, we have a third nafkamina, which is from the Chassam Seifer. If a chaylish yesh by sakana, who knows he will eat on Yom Kippur, must specifically eat a suda on Arab Yom Kippur. If it's al tzachana, then he would be pater, since there's nothing to prepare for. He's going to be eating on Yom Kippur. Bashenken, if it's al suda, he'd be chayef. Why? Since even when he eats on Yom Kippur, he won't eat a full suda on Yom Kippur, but rather, he'll only eat less than a shear of kadeachilas pras. Therefore, he must fill the mitzvah suda on Erev Yom Kippur, with a full su'udah. Daf Pebez. As background to this Mishnah, we know, Midrabanan, there is a mitzvah to educate one's children. As we see in the Mishnah Brua, Simene Shinmen Bez, Sifkanten Bez. The Pasuk in Mishlei, Chanoich Lena'ar Al Pidarkai. The Mishnah Brua says the mitzvah of Chinuch is on both sons and daughters, and it's a mitzvah for both the father and the mother to be mechanach their children. And the Mishnah says, we are not required to stop children from eating on Yom Kippur. And the Ran and the Ramah learn that you're, in fact, not allowed to make them fast at all. In fact, you have to make them eat on Yom Kippur. However, you're mechanech them shana samach lapirkan, one year before maturity, i.e. when a boy is 12 years old and when a girl is 11 years old. And the Gemara says, one year before bar mitzvah or bas mitzvah, they fast a full day. In the two years before this, you don't make them fast, but rather you just feed them a little bit later than usual. Then their various sheet is brought down in the Gemara in terms of the differences between a healthy and a weak child. In Shulchan Arach, Simen, Tafresh, Tazayin, Sif Beis, we say that you train a child at nine years old by scheduling meals a little bit later to start getting them used to this. And one year before the Bar Mitzvah, it's nice for them to fast the full day if possible, but this is not a requirement, especially if the child is weak. We then have a Mishnah. On Yom Kippur, a chayla, a person who is sick, is allowed to be fed. Preferably, you should only do this upon the das of Bekiyan. This is referring to doctors, by asking doctors, as long as they're available. Obviously, if they're not available, you're allowed to feed them anyway. And here we have an interesting question. Let's say one is a cotton or a chayla shriyesh by sakana, and they have to eat on Yom Kippur. Do they bench or not after they eat? This is a machlekes rishayna. The Ritva says they do not bench at all, and the Machaber says that they do. Now, once they bench already, do they say Yalav Yalav? The Machaber, at the end of Simen Tafresh Yudches, says they would say Yalav Yalav, but the Mishnah Brura over there says that Kiddush, however, they would not say on Yom Kippur, even if Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. And the Gemara says, we allow this, we allow a Chayla Shiyesh Bei Sakana to be fed on Yom Kippur, because we say, We learn this from the Pasuk of V'chai Bohem, that teaches us V'chai Bohem, Bohem. They should be living by doing the mitzvahs, and they shouldn't die by doing the mitzvahs. Where do we learn the specific things of Avayi Dezara, Gili Arayas, and Shvi that one has to give up his life for these things? Avayi we learn from the Pasuk that says, B'chol Nafshecha, means with all your life, and means with all of your possessions. Why do we need both of these? It comes to teach us that you must give up your life for Avas Hashem. 
from the Pasuk of Kikasha Yakum Ish Al Reehu Viratzchai Nefesh Kain Hadavar Hazeh is talking about a Nara Hamurasa, that she is compared to Reitzeach via a Hekish. Just like a Nara Hamurasa, if a person witnesses the Misa of attack, this person can kill the attacker, same that a Reitzeach. If a person sees an attack of a Ritzicha, then he can kill the attacker. And just like Ritzicha, we know one is Mechuyiv in Yaharag Vial Yavar, so as not to transgress this Isser, so too by Giliarayas we say Yareg Vialyavar. What about Ritzicha Gufay? How do we know that? That we know that a person is Mechuyiv in Yaharag Vialyavar from basic Svara, from logic. What's the Pshat? It's not a person's job to decide which life is more important than the other. Is his life more important? Or is the other person's life more important? The Klal of my Chazis. So the Gemara says the reason you say Yaharag Vialyavar by Ritzicha is because of my Chazis. Who says you're better than him? Maybe he's better than you. Taisvis here and in other places says that if they would say to you, let us use you to kill someone else. And they don't tell you you have to kill someone else, but they want to use you to kill somebody else. For example, they say that we're going to push you on a baby. And if you don't let us push you on the baby, then we will kill you. Then Taisvis says you are not Mechuyiv to give up your life, and you're not Mechuyiv in Yaharag Vialyavar, because either of who says the baby's life is more important than yours? In other words, we say Shev Vialtasa is Odif. That's the sheet of Taisvis. The Rambam in Hilchus Yusayi Hatira apparently argues on this Taisvis and says you would be Mechuyiv, even in a case of Shev Vialtasa, to die. The first item that Reb Chaim Brisker brings in his Sefer, Reb Chaim al-Rambam, explains this machlaikis in great detail. Ayin Shab. And here we have another machlaikis between Rashi and Taisus. Rashi learns that a woman is not mechuyiv in Yaharag v'al-Yavar by Arias, but only a man is mechuyiv. Because the Avera for Arias, as far as he's concerned, is an active Avera. Mashenkin, a woman, in a case of Arias, she is passive. Therefore, she is not mechuyiv in Yaharag v'al-Yavar by Arias. Rabbeinu Tam disagrees and says both a man and a woman are mechuyiv in Yaharag v'al-Yavar in a case of Arias. We are not allowed to hoard to warehouse life-sustaining Paris in Eretz Yisrael, because if you hoard the Paris, it will cause the price of Paris to go up in Eretz Yisrael. The Gabar says on Yom Kippur, if a patient says, I need food, and the doctor says he doesn't need food, we listen to the patient anyway, because of the Pasuk in Mishle, Lev Yedea Maras Nafshay, a person knows himself whether he needs food or not. However, if it's vice versa, where the patient says, I do not need food, but the doctor says he does need food, then we listen to the doctor. We go lahakal. Since it's very possible that the disease that this person has may have dulled the person's senses, and he doesn't know what's really best for him. The general klal by these types of things is Suffolk nefashus lahakal. The Gemara says, by edus we say, tre kamea umea ketre. Two people are considered as chashiv as 100. However, in areas of basic judgment and assessment, then we take the opinion of the majority. The exception to this rule is in areas of Suffolk nefashus. Marber Bereb Ashi says Lahalacha, Kol Hecha di Amar Tsarachani, Afilo Ika Mea di Amri Loy Tsarach, Lidide Shaminan, Shenemar, Levi Yede Amaras Nafshay. We pass in Lahalacha that even if a hundred people are saying the person does not need food, but the person himself says he does need food, we listen to the person anyway. However, if the person says, I do not need food, and then one doctor says he does need food, then we feed him because we say Safak Nafashas Lahakal. However, if there are three doctors, and two doctors say he does not need, then we do not feed him. But if two of the three doctors say he does need, then obviously we give him. However, let's say you have 100 doctors, 98 doctors say not to feed him, but two say yes. Once you have the two that say yes, then we do feed him.
the Mishnah. If a person has bulmus, which is an eye disease, we're allowed to feed him on Yom Kippur because it's considered a sakon. If a person was bitten by a wild dog, it's a machlekes if you could feed him the dog's liver. This is because it's a superstitious refuah. The Mishnah then says any suffix nefashas on any Shabbos, you're allowed to give a person medicine, and in fact you can even grind the medicine. And if an avalanche fell on a person or on people, and it's a suffix if the person under it is alive or dead, if it's a suffix whether he's Yisrael or not, you're allowed to search under there in any circumstance. If they found him alive, you're allowed to extricate him. But once he's dead, then you have to leave him because you're not allowed to be Mechal Shabbos for a mace. The Gemara says in general, if you feed a Devar Iser to a Chalish Yesh by Sakana, it's always better if you have the choice to give him the item with the lower level of Iser. In other words, let's say you have, for example, Tevel and Nevela. It's better to give him Nevela because it's a smaller Iser than Tevel is. Like we say, in the Gemara, Ma'chilin Oisai Hakal Kal. The Ran brings a famous question that was brought to the Ravid. There was a sick person on a Shabbos, and the doctor prescribed for this person chicken, and there were no shechted chickens in that city. So the question is, which is which is better? Have a Jew shechted chicken and have a major transgression of an Isra Chamer, but it'll end up that the Chayla Shiesh by Sakana will be able to eat kosher chicken. Or is it better for a guy to kill the chicken, so you have no chil Shabbos, but the patient will end up eating nevela? The Paiskim say that the shechita is better. It's better to do that, to have a Jew do the shechita, since the Ran says that the Easter of shechita will only happen one time. Mashenkin, if you had a guy do the shechita, this chaylashiyesh by sakana would be eating nevela on kol kezayis v'kezayis. So in other words, it's better to be over one big avera once than a lot of small averas. And in fact, the Taz goes as far to say that even if there's a choice between one Isra Skila versus many Isra Derabanan, it's better to do the one Isra Skila one time versus doing all the Isra Derabanan. This, in general, is a Shiloh that Rabbi Yosef Engel discusses in many places in Shas in his Sefer Lekach Toiv. The question he asks is, Riboy Kamus Machria Esa Echos. If a lot of quantity will overpower the quality. In other words, let's say a person has $100 for tzedakah, is it better to give it all at once, or is it better to make many small contributions? The Lubavitcher Rebbe Shlita explains that this ran is the source for the Nusach of the Arizal in Kriyashma Alamita. The Arizal was Mesakin in Kriyashma Alamita that a person should say Vidoy and ask for Kapara for the Arba Mises Bezdin, Skidus Reifa Herig Vechenek. In other words, if one was Oiver, Hashem should be Mechaper for them, and he should do this every night. So the obvious question is even with all of a person's Averis, a person would know very well if he was over Taka such a big Avera on that day that would require Ski Lisreifa Herg Vechanek. So why is it that he has to ask for Kapara every night for these tremendous Averas, which he know he never did? So the Alta Rebbe explains in the Geras HaTshuva, Perek Zayin, that the reason for this is that the person who Chas Vishalom does the same Avera again and again, although it's a small Avera, but since it's repeated over and over, it has the same level of Pagam as doing one Avera of Chiyav Karas or Skila one time. And he gives a mashal. When a person does an Avera, it's like you're creating a distance between you and Hashem. It's like making a curtain between you and Hashem. If there's one thin curtain, then you can see through that. But once you put ten little thin curtains together, it becomes thick like one thick curtain. That's what it is when a person does many small Averas, one after the other. So the Rebbe explains that the source for this Arizal is from this Ran here in Masechtus Yuma, where we say that many small Averas are equal to one big one. And in fact, this ran is brought lahalacha in Shulchan Arach, Simen, Shin Chavches, Sifyodalad, regarding Chayla Sheyeshbay Sakana. 
the Gemara says something sweet causes a person's eyes to light up. And the Gemara says, although it's best to first eat something normal food before a person eats sweets. We say that the best tasting figs come from the eastern exposure side of a tree, in other words, where the sun shines in the morning. And the Gemara says, Mayam achreinim hargu es The fact that one did not wash Mayam achreinim, someone was killed. And the Gemara relates a famous story. Two people knew that a particular man had wallets of money in his house. And they were able to see, when they had lunch together with him, or actually they, they, they met him after lunch, they saw that his mustache had little pieces of lentils on the mustache. So they went to his wife and they said, you know, your husband said that you're supposed to give us the wallets that have the money in them. So the wife said, how do I know to trust you? So these people said, he gave us a simon. And the simon is, is that you had lentils for lunch. So once she heard that, she knew that they must have gotten the correct simon from the man. So she gave them the wallets. And then when the man came home and he found out that his wife did this, he killed his wife. So the lesson learned is that one must be careful and wash my machreinim to wash his hands and wash his mouth. Finally, the Gemara says that a kelev shaita has five characteristics, including the fact that his mouth is always open. And the Chafetz Chaim says a person who talks Lashon Hara has the same characteristics as a kelev shaita, a mad dog. The Gemara says one should flee from a kelev shaita since they are considered a sakana. We also have a discussion of numerous refuas. And the Gemara says that for a chadashiyesh by sakana, you're allowed to be mechalal Shabbos. You can also be mechalal Shabbos this Shabbos, even for a sakana, which will happen next Shabbos. The Gemara says you can warm up hot water for a chadashiyesh by sakana, for drinking water. And in fact, you can even warm up water for him just to wash him. And as a machlekes rishainim, in simen shin chafches, sif dalet, if you can be mechalal Shabbos only for things which relate to the sakana specifically, or you could also be Mechal Shabbos also for Stam comfort items for the Chayla Shiyesh by Sakana. However, according to everyone, Anachri is allowed to do anything for a Chayla Shiyesh by Sakana. Related to this, we have a Gemara in Masech to Shabbos, Daf Kuf Chav Ches, which, dis- which discusses the union of Chil Shabbos regarding a woman who is having a baby. The Gemara goes as far as saying that not only can you be Mechal Shabbos for a direct need of hers, but even if she's blind and she wants light, you could turn a light on for her. The obvious question is, why would a blind person need light? So the Gemara answers, the reason that she needs light is because he suve mesve daita. It puts her mind at ease. The pshad is, is that since she has a helper by the side of her, by the fact that she knows that by putting on a light, her helper will be able to find what she needs a little bit easier, that puts her mind at ease. Ramesha, Zechariah Levracha, in Igris Maisha, Arachayim, Chelek, Aleph, Simen, Kuflam, and Bez, brings this Gemara as a riot that if a man's wife is going to the hospital on Shabbos in a cab, her husband is allowed to come along on the ride. Why is that? Because the husband is coming along to put her mind at ease. And since he's coming to put her mind at ease, it's much to be Mechal Shabbos in that particular case. The Gemara says we do not wait to be Mechal Shabbos, but rather if we have a question of Pikuach Nefesh, we do it immediately, even if it's a Suffolk Pikuach Nefesh. We say that Chil Shabbos for Achal Shiesh by Sakana, we do not do Vaya Ketanem or Nachrim, but we do it al yidei Yisrael g'daylam. And the Ran says, we do it to show people badafka that it's mutter to be mechal Shabbos for achay l'shiyesh by sakana, and no one should ever think maybe it's not mutter. The Gemara says, we do hatzalah work on Shabbos. For example, if someone is drowning, and the Gemara says, v'hazarez hareza mishubach, and one doesn't need to ask a shayla. The Gemara says, one can be mechal Shabbos even in a case of Suffolk, whether it's parsh or kavua. But we say that as far as yichus is concerned, when we have a Suffolk, in other words, let's say there is a suffolk in a family that a woman came from, 
and she's a grusha, and she wants to marry a kain. One rive is not enough to erase the suffix, but rather we need two rives. If a person wants to collect damages from someone else, we say, The burden of proof is on the plaintiff. The Gemara says that pikuach nefesh is not only mutter on Shabbos to fully save a life, but even to save a life, even if you know that the person is only going to live for five minutes, you're still mechuyiv to save the life. Why? Since in that time, the Meiri says, it's possible that a person could do tshuva and he could say vidoy. The Gemara says that if a mace is in the path of a fire, we do not save the mace on Shabbos because it's considered muktza. We say that in checking for live bodies under rubble on Shabbos, we are mechuyiv to check each body as far up as the nose to see if the person is breathing. If one checked the entire body well and we don't find breath, then we do not check further. This Gemara is mashma that breath is the key to life. However, Rabbi brings cases to the contrary, that sometimes it's shayach not to have breath, but still to be alive. Ayin bigus Meisha chela gimel, simen kuflamid beis. The Gemara says when a baby is formed, he is formed from the head. Others say the baby is formed from the navel. The Gemara asks, how do we know that Safik pikuach nefesh is mutter on Shabbos? And the Gemara gives seven reasons. First, to give the reason of Yishmael. We learn from a ganav into a house that you're allowed to kill him. And therefore we have a kalvachemer to suffix pikuach nefesh. Rabbi Akiva learns from a kayin, who at the last minute has edus to save a person from Misa. We're allowed to pull him from the avoida, even if it's a suffix that the edus will help him. So kalvachemer, in this kind of a case, suffix pikuach nefesh, you could save a person. Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah learns from Mila. If Mila, which is one of the 248 evarim, that's Daicha Shabbos, so for sure, a case of suffix pikuach nefesh, which will save all 248 evarim, for sure, but that's mutter. Rabbi Yehuda learns it from Ach es Shabsoisei Tishmaru. Ach is lechalak. It's a word that limits the words after it. Sometimes there is no chiv to keep the Shabbos. When is that time when it's a Safi Pikuach Nefesh? Rabbi Yenisim ben Yosef learns regarding Shabbos from the Pasuk of Ki Kaidish, Hi Lachem. It's Kaidish to Lachem. But if it's Shabbos versus you, then you are first. Rabbi Shimon ben Yenasi learns it from the Shabbos ben Yisrael as HaShabbos, La Asois as HaShabbos. And he learns, Chilelelelav as HaShabbos Achas, Break one Shabbos, so you'll be able to keep many of them in the future. Rabbi Yehuda Amar Shmuel says from Pasuk Anacharem, And the drasha is, Doing the mitzvahs should result in life, not death. Death. And the Gemara says this is their best pshat. As the Gemara explains, Tava chada pilpul tacharifa, it's sometimes better to have one strong bit of pepper than a lot of plain big melon. In other words, Shmuel's little pshat of the chaybahem is better than all the others. We then have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says that a chatas, or an asham, are machaper with tshuva for these abeiris. A chatas is brought for a shaygig, which if done b'mezid would be a chiv kars, and an asham, for example, is brought by a person who is nana meha mikdash or geneva. The Mishnah then says, Misa and Yom Kippur are mechaper together with tshuva. Tshuva atones for Averis kalas. For example, if one transgresses an assay or a loisa assay. But on Averis chamuris, the tshuva only suspends punishment, but the atonement only comes with Yom Kippur. If one says, Echtev Yashuf, you know what? I'll be over on something, but you know, I'll do tshuva afterwards. Then he gets no chance to do tshuva. The Mishnah says that only Averis ben Anam Lamakam can be solved with Yom Kippur. But things that are ben adam lechaveray, a person must remedy by himself. In other words, he has to, for example, return a stolen item, and he has to ask his friend for forgiveness. 
Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah darshans this from the Pasuk of Mikol Chatoi Seichem Lifnei Hashem Tutaro that only the things that are Lifnei Hashem Yom Kippur is Mechaper for. Rabbi Akiva says he learns Lifnei Hashem Tutaro those words all go together and he adds Ashrechem Yisrael Lifnei Mi Atem Mitarim Lucky are you Yisrael in front of who are you or you are being Mitar that Hashem himself cleanses you Hashem is like a mikvah for Klal Yisrael. The Gemara says that an Ashram Toli doesn't provide a complete kapara, but only a protection from punishment. Rebbe holds Yom Kippur is mechaper, even without tshuva, for most of errors, except for a person who is kaifer b'ashem, a person who mocks the Torah, or one who disrupts a bris milah. In these cases, he needs Yom Kippur and tshuva. We paskin that for all of errors, we need both Yom Kippur and tshuva. And finally, the Gemara says that a lav hanitik la'aseh is more serious than an aseh, but is less serious than a laisaseh. Daf pevav. If one is over on a, an assay, tshuva alone is mechaper, as we see in the Pasuk in Yirmiya, shuvu banim shayvavim. If one is over on a loisaseh, tshuva suspends the avera, but you need Yom Kippur to be mechaper. Then we have the Pasuk of Kibayam hazeh yechaper aleihem l'tahar eschem mikol chataseichem l'tnei Hashem tutaro. If one is over on an avera, that has misa, so Yom Kippur in tshuva suspends the avera. And chas v'sham, a person needs yusurim, to have a complete kapara. However, if a person has the avera of Chilil Hashem, neither Tshuva, Yom Kippur, or Yusurim will erase it. They only suspend it. Only the Yom Hamisa is actually the kapara. However, Rabbeinu Yaina in Shari Tshuva learns that even Chilil Hashem may be removed if a person works hard to do a lot of Kiddush Hashem via spreading Torah and mitzvahs. What exactly is Chilil Hashem? The Rambam learns that there are three types. Not giving up a person's life if they're in a situation and they end up having to do one of the three big averas. Number two, if a person is over on an avera lahachis. And number three, if a person is chayte umachte es The Gemara says that if one doesn't pay the butcher on time, then that would be considered a chil Hashem, since the butcher may think that you're trying to steal from him. Also, anyone who causes bad things to be said about himself is over on chil Hashem. In general, a person should learn Taira and Gemara and do business in good faith, speak to people with respect. If he doesn't do this, people will say bad things about him, and then it becomes a chil lasha. The Gemara says, Tshuva is great. It brings heal- healing to the whole world. As the Pasuk says, I will heal them from their rebelliousness. And if you return, as Hashem says, I will pretend you're like children. Shuvu banim shayvavim, erpa mishuvay seicham. If Claudius Yisrael does Tshuva with Ava, then they're called sons. But if they do Tshuva because of Yusurim, then they're called slaves. We say that Shuva reaches all the way to the Kisei HaKavad. Shuva Yisrael Ad Hashem Alekecha. It could have said Shuva Yisrael El Hashem Alekecha, but Ad Hashem Alekecha means it goes all the way to that point. Amr Rabbi Yenison. Gedoyla Tshuva Shemekareves Es HaGuula. It brings the Gula sooner. Ugedoyla Tshuva Shemareches Shenoisev Shel Adam. It makes a person live longer. The Gemara says that Hashem is different from Adam Basar Vedam. Because if a man hurts another, it's a suffix if he'll ever really forgive him. Mashiach and Hashem can be pacified with words alone. And request for tshuva is equivalent to karbanas. Udishalma parem svaseinu. The Gemara says that Rameir says tshuva is so great because one person who does tshuva, Hashem is meichel the whole world. This is alts, as Rabbi Akiva Eger says, kol Yisrael arevim zeh bazeh. The Gemara says that a person is a, is a bal tshuva if he is chayta once, and the next time he fights his yetzer not to do the same avera again. We say that the first two or three times that a person does an Avera, Kapara works. But on the fourth time, it becomes very hard to get a Kapara. 
the Gemara says that if a person keeps repeating the same Avera again and again, it's very, very dangerous, because not so like Heter. It becomes like it's already Mutter to him. The opposite is true with mitzvahs. If a person keeps doing mitzvahs, he'll do more of them. We say that when a person does tshuva, he must have charata, he has to regret the fact that he did it, he has to continue the chait, and he has to be makabel not to do it again. And he also needs vidoy, confession, with words. But Yehuda ben Bava says, part of the vidoy is to specify the exact chait that he did. As we see by Meish Rabbeinu, vayasu lahem elokezav, he specified what the chait was. Rabbi Akiva says that you don't need to specify the chait. The Rabbim says we paskin that we, Bizman Hazah, do need to specify the specific chatois. The Gemara says that it is a mitzvah to expose people who are hypocrites, who are fakers, in order to prevent chil Hashem. And finally, the Gemara says, Orem nichnasla, the Orem Yatsamimenu, the Levaisha Teheyitsiya Kibiya. A person comes to the world bare and leaves bare, and Halavai he would leave as clean as he comes. When Rav would go to a Dintaira, or when all the people would come to give him covet, he would say to himself, you know, one of these days I'm going to die. This would keep him from getting too arrogant. The Pasuk Mishlei, tells us that sometimes Hashem tips the scale of punishment against the tzaddikim. This is good for them, so that they will suffer in this world versus losing Olam Haba. And the opposite for Rishayim. Sometimes they benefit in this world, but they lose a lot of Olam Haba. And the opposite is true for someone who is Machtes Harabim. He doesn't even get a chance to do tshuva. The Gemara says, Tevi, the Eved of Urban Gamliel, was Roy for Smicha. And the Gemara says that if a person does the same Avera over and over, so it becomes like to him like it's Mutter. Not just like Hetzer, he has no pangs of consciousness. Avera has been Anam Lachavera. Yom Kippur is not Machaper for, the, for these. If a person offends someone, then you have to ask him for Machila, but you're only Machuyav to ask him a maximum of three times, each time with three people. Although the Magen Avram says more than three times is okay too, and this is considered a Midas Chasidus. If someone dies, and you had offended him, then you must go to his kever with ten people to ask for mechila. In the Ramah, Simon, Tafresh, Vav, Sif Beis, he says that today it's a minig to ask people for mechila on Arab Yom Kippur, as we see this from the Maisa Rav with the butcher in our Gemara. The Gemara says Rav was a chassid, and he was machmer on himself to ask mechila more than three times from a Talmud Chacham that he offended. We say that anyone who is willing to forget bad things people do to them, they will have a very big schus. As we say, Amarava kol hamavir al midaisav mavir leal kol pishav. The Gemara says that any time a person in a dream is seen high on a tree, it's a simon that he will be the head of something. The Bahag and others learn that the mitzvah of vidui today from the pasuk of kibayim hazayechaper aleichem. The Chachamim said that the mitzvah of vidui begins erev yom kippur before dark, but he should also be misvada before the suddas hamafsekes. It's possible that he'll drink wine and not have a full mind. He also needs vidui by marav shachris musaf and neila since maybe he did an Avera after one of them, and he will need a new Kapara. The Gemara says that a Yachid says Vidui at the end of Shema Esrei, but the Baltfila says it in the middle of Shema Esrei. The Taisus Yamakipurim says the Shas does it in the middle of Shema Esrei, since the purpose of Chazar Shasat is to be Maitzi Misha Enabaki, and if we wait until the end, this listener may get distracted and may not pay attention to the Vidui, which is really the highlight of Shema Esrei. The Gemara says that the text of Vidui includes many things. Rav says it includes Ata Yodea Rozei Olam, and others add other things, all of which we say today. For example, Ajlai Natsarti Eni Kedai, etc. Mazrutra says the main phrase of Vidoy are the words Avalanachnu Chotanu. The Gemara says we see from the Maisa Shmuel that one must stand while saying Vidoy, and Vidoy in silent Shman Esrei is not enough, but it must be repeated by everyone in Chazaras Hashats. And the Gemara asks, what is Ni'ilah? Rav says that it is an additional tefillah, which has seven brachas. 
Shmuel says, it's when we just say, Ma'anu Mechayenu, which is Atta Naisen Yad Lapaishim, but it is not a special tefillah. We pass in like Rav that it's considered an additional tefillah. Avarav, tefillah's Arvis Rishus. Other hold, then it's a Chiv. Rebbe Chanani Barabin says, Matzayim Kippur, one must have in Marav, and the Ila does not free him from Marav. Tafpechas. There was a machlekes when we say tefillas ne'ilah. Rav says we say it at night, bizman ne'ilas sh'arim, and others say we say it by day. And we actually paskan that we say it by day. In fact, we begin ne'ilah before shkia, at a point when we are very exhausted from a full day of fasting. I can recall as a little kid growing up in St. Louis, my father, Zalzayn Gizun, used to be a chazan during the Yamim Narayim. Sometimes I would help him in singing some of the Nagunim, and I would always marvel at how he was able to stand for a two and a half hour musaf chazar shashats without even moving. As a kid, I would get tired after standing for 15 minutes. And once I asked him, like, how do you do it? Don't you get tired? And he answered me by saying that although he would normally be tired after a few minutes of standing, but when you're about tefillah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you a special kayach to have the strength to do the job for the tzibur, and therefore you don't feel weak. It's interesting how now that I'm about tefillah in Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, even when I'm thoroughly exhausted when the ila rolls around, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu really does give one a special kayach, because I never feel weak either when I have a chiv to represent Tzibor by Neila. The Gemara asks, Can a person who needs tefillah on Yom Kippur be taival on Yom Kippur? We know that Rechitz's tainug is usher on Yom Kippur. So this is a machlekes. Those who hold that it's mutter say so because tefillah bismana is a mitzvah. We do it as soon as the zman tefillah comes and we don't wait. Incidentally, today we do not taival on Yom Kippur. The Gemara says that if a person has the Shem Hashem written on his body, he should not wash that spot since you're not allowed to erase the Shem Hashem. And finally, the Gemara says that if a person sees Kari on Yom Kippur, he should worry all year. But if he survives the year, then he is for sure a Ben Elam Haba, and he will get Arichas Yamim, Banim, Uvenei Vanim. This is since the whole world is hungry on Yom Kippur, and he was given this special pleasure. Hadrun Allah, Mesechtas, Yuma. As we complete the detailed learning of the Yanim of the Avedis Yom HaKippurim and the Beis Hamigdash, we should be zeichet to the coming of the Mashiach and the Binyan Beis Hamigdash bimhera v'yameinu. Amen.